It's time for the three count podcast. Yeah. I'm yeah. your host, Dylan Chambers. Joining me, as always, is the man that Vince McMahon would simply call Hobden. It's Benny Hobden. Welcome to the show, mate. G'day, mate. You sure it would be just Benny? Or maybe it'd be Benny. It'd change every week, wouldn't it, with Vince? Yeah, yeah. Until you got some terrible gimmick. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you'd stick with that for three years. Yeah, sounds uh, good, right. Now, look. Peeps out there, we've got you covered this week on the Three Count Podcast. We're going to review Forbidden Door and one of the best matches of the year. We're going to look ahead to give you the odds and predictions for Money in the Bank, plus all the latest news, and as always, a three-count draft. We're going to draft a dream Money in the Bank match full of people who've never, ever competed in a Money in the Bank match. We got uh, there in the end. And, and we will book the winner for you as well. Make sure you follow us on the socials at Three Count Podcast on Instagram and TikTok, at Three Count Pod on Facebook, and hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you're watching or listening to us. Benny, let's get into the news. Roman Reigns has surpassed Pedro Morales. He's broken into the top five longest reigns of all time. Longest reigns of all time. There he is. Um, Yeah, look, it was always going to happen. Is he going to go all the way, you think? I don't think he'll go all the way. How much? He's still got a long way to go to go all the he's way. He's got a very long way to go. <laughs> um, I did see a TikTok the other day of, uh, I think it was like a super aged Reigns and it was like Reigns defending his title at WrestleMania 50. Yeah. Uh, Against Cody Rhodes or something like that it was. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Cody's uh, still chasing that dream. Still chasing the dream 30 years later. Uh, so, yes, congratulations to Roman Reigns. Rumours out there, Benny, of Randy Orton making a return soon. Yeah, I did see this. Um, there's a couple of different people that have come out and said he's not done yet. He definitely wants to be in the ring more. And he's ahead, well, not ahead of schedule, but ahead of where they thought he was going to be at this stage after the last little problems that he had. So, look, obviously, I'm a big Randy Mark, so I want Randy back. Um, I just don't know where he fits in at the moment. Obviously, he's still got that whole riddle stuff. Um, do we see him at Money in the Bank? Does he come out and make an appearance we've only got seven men in the match at the moment do we get an eight can we get an eight well uh the the band who does his theme music has just dropped a remixed version of it which is where a lot of these rumors have come from Uh, exciting stuff i don't think it'd be money in the back but we'll get to that later i uh i do have some little things for that one oh okay looking forward to it baron corbin is back to his lone wolf gimmick thank god (laughs) <laughs> no more happy yeah lone lone wolf came out and um still lost <laughs> but hey it's back still lost but yeah he went with the old entrance music the old look apart from the the wispy terrible hair oh, um, that was the best part of it <laughs> poor old baron but i i think this is going to be much better for him yeah do you reckon he's going to get back on the main card or is he going to stay in nxt for a while uh look i I think he'll be back on the main card. Yeah. I feel like they're just going to keep dropping guys down back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's had his stint. Now it's time to go back. Um, but yeah, hopefully he keeps the lone wolf persona because uh, that is definitely, look, you know, I, I liked the, the bum Corbin going into happy Corbin. I thought that was kind of like, that was well done, but you know, once the madcap Moss stuff kicked off, it was just, it was just it on just, the nose and it felt so disjointed, like they were just trying to just grab at anything and try and get it going, you know what I mean? So 
it's it's one of those things that WWE does. They just throw stuff at it until it sticks, but obviously it didn't stick. So yeah, they threw JBL at him. That didn't stick. <laughs> well, um, that was only for like one day, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Batista has uh, announced that he was supposed to go into the 2023 Hall of Fame, but we're shooting a movie at the same time, so we will see Batista in there eventually. Uh, and we finally have confirmation of what happened to Grayson Waller. Uh, he said that he broke his leg yeah. in, uh, in that uh, championship match. Um, so, I mean, obviously he's been pretty... He's been pretty prevalent on SmackDown, but he's been behind the desk the whole time. He hasn't gotten physical. He hasn't gotten up. Uh, so now we know it. Broken leg. Uh, well, the, the best part about that is, though, that he's still on the TV. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. He's still, getting, still getting heaps of air. So they've obviously, like, they've got, got a push behind him in some some form or whatever. They do like him. Well, he's got Logan Paul this week, too. So uh, good stuff there for Grayson. Hopefully we'll see him. That'll be interesting. Uh, competing soon. Uh, now, it's been announced that Trinity for Two, Charlotte Flair, and Liv Morgan have all been cast in a new Mildred Burke biopic. Uh, Mildred Burke being one of the, the pioneers of women's wrestling. Uh, Jim Ross is one of the producers. Uh, so it'll be an interesting one to see all these uh, superstars back together and uh, acting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, news coming out of Forbidden Door. We will touch on it some more, but... Brian Danielson has fractured his arm in was- uh, in his match against Okada. Bad might- break too. Bad it, break. It was a bad break. Uh, Brie posted uh, the X-ray on her social yeah. media, and it was just a yeah a real nasty, just clean break. Um, so you know, up in the air whether he'll be back for All In. Uh, and lastly, on AEW, Fight Forever launches this week on Friday. So uh, yeah, it's all Get to the PlayStation store for that one. All right, Benny, let's get into Forbidden Door. Let's get through it. It was a mammoth card. It was a great show. Um, it, it was a long card. We will not talk about zero hour. We don't have time for it. Straight no. into it, the AEW World Championship match, MJF and Tanahashi. MJF gets the win using the Dynamite Diamond Ring uh, via pin. I gave it a two count. Um, look. Obviously not one of MJF or Tanahashi's best, mm. but a fun match. Great way to kick off the show. Um, they're both really great in-ring performers, so two count for me. Yeah, look, I gave it a one and a half count. I didn't think obviously as good as you. It was fun. Um, Tanahashi just really, he did look old, didn't he? Like, it just, and, and even like with that match with Swerve the night before on Collision when he tried into the top rope and whatever else, he just, he just meet like was behind that step a little bit. MJF did carry it a lot, like we said he would. Um, and then he had a little ace up his sleeve or in his pants in this case. And uh, the Dynamite Diamond Ring gets the win. One yeah. and a half for me. All right. Good way, good way uh, to start, though. Good way to start. Good, good way to kick things off. You know, I like the, the thought process behind it, too, saying MJF didn't want to stick around and watch all these indie indie wrestlers working so well, he, he, followed, to be he followed that up with dynamite today as well he's like you think i'm going to stand around and watch a whole show like let's get out of here so yeah he's obviously going to have that sort of character he's got that's his character isn't it so had that had that special uh jacket that said new japan is an indie that was, was uh, good that was good yeah that was good stuff and uh we've got this uh budding rivalry slash buddy movie with mjf and adam cole it'll be um, interesting I, they'll probably sell a lot of those shirts so i'm assuming they'll probably keep this going for a little while yeah, I think so um, too. I mean, he did the buddy shtick with uh, Sammy Guevara. He did it with is Jericho kind of funny for a little bit. 
So uh, maybe that's going to be his new thing. Whoever his next like opponent is, he's going to be buddy buddy with them. And yeah, we'll see. We we move to the Owen Hart men's tournament quarterfinal match. CM Punk's Toshi Kojima match was just as interesting as the split crowd was. Uh, Literally written down here, very fickle crowd. So it was it was weird. It's got it's got very much. uh, Let's go Cena, Cena sucks vibes the, yeah. of, of what's going on with Punk at the moment. Um, look, they worked each other over solidly. Uh, at one point, it looked like Kojima legit hit Punk in the nuts with a top rope elbow. I think he did. I think he did because he came out and apologized afterwards saying he Which, didn't mean to get him there. So, I mean, that was funny for us, probably not so much for <laughs> Punk. Uh, Kojima did counter the GTS twice before Punk finally hit it and got the three count. What would you think, Ben? Look, it was okay. Like you said, the, the crowd was very weird. It was it was up and down. Obviously, being in Canada, you know, and he's against the elite, and you know, Kenny's obviously Canadian, so there's all that sort of stuff going on. Um, I gave it a one and a half count myself, and I think that was probably being a bit generous. It wasn't that good, but it sort of it did what it needed to do for the opening round of the Owen Hart tournament. One and a half for me as well, but I'm I'm feeling a little bit more positive about it. I thought it was a solid <laughs> match. Uh, you know, I thought Punk eating up the booze uh, was was pretty good. And uh, as for what's next, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we get more a bit more of Punk and Jay White. But look, if they don't angle towards either the Elite or MJF, uh, they must hate making money. Yeah, yeah, they'll make plenty with it. But it's just whether they can work together, really, isn't it? Yeah. So. Yeah. Kids. Kids these days. <laughs> Uh, the AEW International Championship four-way match, Cassidy Garcia, Shibata, Zack Sabre Jr. Really fun match, especially uh, for me, the sequence where Shibata and Zack Sabre kept shoving Garcia away so they could trade shots with each yeah. other. Uh, look, a brilliantly done four-way. Cassidy stealing the win by throwing Shibata out of the ring after he hit his finisher on Garcia. What do you think? Bloody Cassidy. I think I pretty much called this how it was going to go. Uh, I love the underlying stuff between Shibata and Zach the whole way through the match. That was really fun. Um, there was just counters after counters after counters after counters. Um, and then we, they had their own little bit of suplex city going on there for a while. They were just interchanging changing suplexes and yeah. stuff. So, look, it, it was fun. Um, I was a bit disappointed that Cassidy got it the way he got it, but I guess, you know, that's what he does. Uh, I gave it a one and a half count for myself. I gave this a two and a half. Wow. I, I thought I can, it was. I can see where this rest of this card's going if you're giving that a two and a half. <laughs> I thought I thought it was just for a four way match at that point in the card. I just thought it was so well done. Everyone got you know their shine. Everyone got to have some really entertaining bits. Yeah, the finish wasn't the greatest, uh, but but the match uh, all in all, I thought was really good. And we got Cassidy. He's going on a bit of a Jade Cargo like streak at the moment. I'm not sure who could take the belt off him. Well, the way he does it, probably nobody. But it's going to happen sooner or later. Got to. Uh, who do you think? Is there anyone you think might grab it off? I can't even think of anyone at the moment. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we've got Jungle Boy going on to this other stuff now with Hook and that kind of thing. But I would have, like, he'd be the perfect kind of person to have done that kind of thing. Get that title and let, let him do something with that. But that's not going to happen now. Um, just looking through the rest of the card, I mean, the, all the groups are in, in feuds with everybody. So... I think it'll just be a case of him just sort of knocking people off until somebody comes along, if that makes sense. But Rusev, yeah. like Miro, Miro would be a good person. There you go. Great call there. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. The IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Sonata and Jungle Boy Jack Perry 
pretty physical match, which was ended by Sonata Moonsault, which, you know, after the beating they gave each other, it flat. seemed a little like out of left field. It was um, so flat, that finish. Yeah, yeah, because they, they just gave it to each other during the yeah. match, and it was a really good match. But, yeah, really, really odd ending. But, I mean, the real story in this one is Jungle Boy turning on Hook after the match, getting showered with booze. We finally got the heel turn. We're all expecting was going to come eventually. Uh, I gave it a one and a half count. I was never super into the match, uh, even though they're great and they, and they put on a good show. So one and a half for me. Yeah, I gave it a one and a half as well. I said I was enjoying the match. Um, and like you said, it was, they were really giving it to each other. And it just, I almost knocked it back down to a one with that flat finish. It just was like, came out of nowhere and it just seemed like it was just so weird. I don't know whether it was a time thing or what it was. But uh, I'll still give it a one and a half count. Um, and then obviously now we go on with the, uh, the, I think the heel turn was a good, it was good at the end. Just yeah. one single shot though. It's sort of, that that was a bit flat. I thought he could have attacked him a bit more. Yeah, he um, stayed down for a long time for a clothesline. Yeah. And then obviously you had Taz afterwards saying he's a dead man. And then the ne- very next match, just to let everybody know, Taz has left ringside and that was to get Shivani in for the rest of the night. So yeah, I, I thought that was a bit of fun, but um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, one and a half a minute. Do you think so? Obviously, Hook's got some payback to dish out now. Do you think uh, Perry wins the FTW title? Uh, well, considering he came out on Dynamite today and said that uh, it's not even a recognised title, so it's not worth anything, but I'm going to take it off you anyway. Uh, I think I think it'll be fun. They won't have a match for a while, but I think Hook will hold on to it. Were you a little bit jealous when he said he was with the baddest bitch in the company? He was. Yes, I was. You didn't have to mention that, Dylan, but thank you. <laughs> Talking about my girl, Anna Jay. She's got a fat ass and a bad attitude. <laughs> All right. We then move on to the 10-man tag team match, Blackpool Combat Club, Takeshita and Umino against the Elite, Kingston and Ishii. A lot of tagging back and forth in this one until Mox and Kingston finally hit the ring. Mox Ooh. took the first shot and then it was on and just... A lot of organized chaos in this one. Every man got the chance to stand out. But kind of surprisingly, it was Ishii who kind of stood out of the match, really in did. my opinion. Really uh, he was the real hero of the match. And he got the win uh, for his team after hitting Yuta with the brain buster. What did you think, Benny? Look, there was so much going on. It was hard to sort of keep an eye on, if that makes sense. I love the whole exchanges between uh, between Mox and um, what's his name? I can't even think of it now. Kingston. Yeah, Kingston, Eddie, that's it. Um, that was fun. And like when they were pushing people away so they could keep going at each other with the slaps and stuff like that, that was a bit of fun. Um, I think the tag rules kind of went out the window a little bit in this match. Yeah. It's more like a tornado tag. And the commentators even tried to cover it up by saying, oh, the ref's doing a really good job to control who's in the ring right now and who's who's legal. And I was like, hang on a second. Um, everyone got their shots in, so it was fun. Um, I gave it a two count for myself. Um, it was just sort of... It just sort of didn't get to that next level, if that makes sense for me. Yeah, like, well, I'm not usually a fan of these kind of big multi-person tag team matches. I think it's easy to get uh, very chaotic, but I gave this one a two and a half. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, for, for one of these chaotic multi-man matches, it was really well done. Everyone got their shine in their moment. You know, Ishii and Takeshita both. That you know, was fun. They, they really shone, shone. Look, it's no secret I'm not a big Kingston fan. Uh, <laughs> look. But I, hey, I might have even gone three if Kingston wasn't in the match. He does nothing for me. I don't get it. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, hey, I'm not a fan either. 
I'm not going to rant on Kingston right now, but uh, it looks like Kingston and Mox is still going to be on the table. You know, you had Renee getting involved uh, on uh, on Dynamite, uh, and we're oh, he- blood and guts is coming up. We're so, heading to Blood and Guts, the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club later next month. So uh, the that, trilogy, I that guess. should be a good one. Technically, it's one one, yeah. So that's true. And and you said Uter would get the win. I he did. Pin, so I did. He was involved. He was involved in the win. Uh, <laughs> the AEW Women's World Championship match: Tony Storm, Willow Nightingale. Pretty solid match from these two. Look, I think Willow's got the ability to be next level good. She just needs to keep working at it. Um, look, predictable interference from the outcasts who eventually kicked from ringside. Storm still got the win though after raking the eyes and hitting the Storm Zero. I gave it a one and a half. That might be being a little generous, but I thought it was a I thought it was a solid match and I enjoyed it. Well, if you thought that was generous, I've given it one and three quarters. I actually thought it was a pretty good match. Um, obviously, Storm didn't get to outmuscle her opponents like she usually would. You know, Willow being. Um, bigger than her and just sort of she it was one of those typical back and forth sort of heel face matches for me where yeah. the face just dominated and the heel who was the champion ended up coming back at the end and getting the dastardly victory um, so for me that whole psychological sort of side of it was sort of fun um, and yeah I gave it one and three quarters I thought it was good uh, nice. what Willow's you know Willow's like shtick you know is it, it's very Bailey-esque from NXT do you see it that? Is. Uh, it is. That sort of that sort of put me off a little bit. I've never really seen much of Willow, so. Um, but yeah, like I enjoyed the match. I actually really enjoyed the match. But one and three quarters for me. Give Give Willow maybe a year or two of kind of, you know, building herself up, building the fan base, and watch that heel turn just be freaking awesome. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, you can see eventually that give it plenty of time though. Um, now it looks like we're we're building towards Hater and Storm at all in if Ugh. if Hater's going to be back in time. I don't know if you saw the the media scrum, um, but no. Tony Tony Storm in full like MJF heel mode, kayfabe out the window uh, kind of thing. Really worth the watch. It was it was fun to see Tony Storm just do her best healing out. On the mic. Just um, another thing with Tony Storm. She loves to bleed from that nose, doesn't she? Yeah. I swear every match she's got like another, like they always keep saying broken nose, but she's always bleeding. But I'll have to she, go back and watch the media scrum if, that, if it's that. She, she kept saying to, saying to Tony, you know, why why would I face Jamie Hadegren? I guess to break her nose. I'm just going to break her nose just there for the go. fun of it. Um, so there you go. Yeah, definitely worth a watch. Uh, the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship match. Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega. Look, to try and explain what happened in this match would not Oof. do it justice. It was uh, brutal and beautiful all at once. Yeah, that's um, fair. I like it. Like Ospreay, he busted Omega open early, and then he licked some of the blood off himself, and the crowd chanted, you sick, I'm going to say it, you sick fuck. Yeah, they um, did. There was plenty of brilliance in the match, tainted a little bit by Don Callis getting involved, passing Ospreay a screwdriver, which he used while he's about to get hit by the one-winged angel. Still wasn't enough to put Kenny away, though. Uh, Osprey also got the opportunity to channel a bit of HBK by uh, flossing his butt and picking his nose with a Canadian flag, which is funny. That was Though good. not as funny was using the Crippler crossface. Uh, yeah, the crowd which, gave it to him about that. To which the crowd started chanting, you sick fuck again. Yeah, they really um, gave it to him for that one. 
he he hit a nasty looking Tiger Driver ninety one, just dropping Omega straight I've, on his head. I've literally got that in capital letters, Tiger Driver ninety one. That was brutal. That was the most brutal part of that match. That Is calling crazy. that a move just an excuse to drop people like directly on their head? I, <laughs> I mean, I didn't look, think he'd get up. Like I, Omega did tuck his head and he took it as best he can, but it's a nasty looking move. Crazy. In any case, uh, you know. Osprey ended up hitting a second Stormbreaker of the match for the win and to regain the IWGP US title. Benny? It's happening. It's got to happen. Three count for me, mate. Three like, count for me as well. Uh, like that was that was brilliant. Like you said, uh, just brutal and beautiful at the same time. Yeah. So uh, good. It, just the, the slow, methodical build-up at the beginning and then like how, how into it the crowd were, like you said. And then they just... You know, they went to the outside and they they channeled Wrestle Kingdom 17 when they, you know, all that stuff. And then the DDT on the stairs, that was crazy as well. Yeah. Um, when he hit the Oz cutter on the outside of the ring as well, that looked pretty after the shooting star press onto him on the ropes. Yeah. Just all of that stuff. They all got their moves in. It was so full on. And then they brought it back into the ring and slowed it right down again. And just just were all technical and stuff. And then they just built to the end. Obviously, Don Callis got involved, but just beautiful match. Three count for me. If if three count for me as well. If those two guys aren't two of the top three, I reckon, in ring performers in the world. Yeah, I don't yeah. know who is. It was um, so good. They they've got to be at the top. Uh, I was watching. I was thinking. I don't know if this is going to top the Wrestle Kingdom match. And then when Omega kicked out of that one winged angel with a one count. Yeah, and they just got up uh, and hulked up. Yeah. I shot up. I shut up. I was like, wow. This, and the crowd went nuts. They took it to another level after that. You know, only gripe is the callous interference, but yeah, definitely not enough to take away from this deserving three count. Yeah, completely agree. What a match. Do we go again at All In? I'll do it. I'll just put them on every week. It wouldn't worry me. Please. We got it written right there. Fight, fight forever. <laughs> I like it. I like it. In- incredible. Um, there's a lot of guys who are in line to fight Kenny, though. Um, but yeah, yeah, bring bring it on. Uh, watching the media scrum that had Will Ospreay on, it was funny, right? Like he's he's obviously the, the heelish kind of character, but he was so humble and funny and polite and like yeah, super right. endearing in the in the media scrum. It was really it was a little off putting, and then he like. He remembered at one point, he's like, oh, yeah, and by the way, screw you Canadians. Um, well, after he won, he gave you know, he gave the double birds and everything, and then he sort of, you know, Kenny was reaching for the title and stuff like that. So it, it was just brilliantly done. Everything they they did done. some great stuff. So him and his uh, partner went to Niagara Falls before uh, the event because they were visiting Canada, and it was her, like, dragging him along, and he didn't want to go. And he's like, oh, it's just a waterfall, isn't it? <laughs> And he just hated it. He's like, screw Canada. Um, but yeah, really, really funny in the in the media scrum. Another one worth a watch. All right. The six-man tag team match, Jericho, Guevara, and Suzuki against Sting, Darby Allen, and Naito. But he's shaking his head already. Uh, look, it was the perfect match to put between Osprey, Omega, and the main event. It was the it was, popcorn match. It, it was. was the epitome of a popcorn match. I mean, it was never going to blow anyone away. It was still entertaining, though. We probably didn't get as much Sting and Jericho as everyone would have hoped. How good they will be together in the ring. Well, uh, we got it on Dynamite today. so We, we, did, we did get a bit in, on Dynamite today. Uh, but it was Naito who ended up pinning Suzuki for the win. I gave it a one and a half count. Um, 
for what it was. For what it was. Uh, so uneventful for me. I literally gave it a half count. Wow. I was, okay. I was off it completely. It just did nothing for me whatsoever. Wow. He came off the high of the uh, the previous yeah, match. I, yeah. It's sugar, the, the old sugar crash, you know, the sugar rush yeah. just crashed. So. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel you. I feel like maybe I am generous giving a one and a half count, but look, <laughs> I just thought it was just like just on the level. It was, you know, not bad, not good. Um, everyone wants Sting and Jericho. Um, I, I don't know how they how those two in a singles match uh, could yeah. do. Well, that. I no, um, I don't want it. Yeah, we we'll see whether that happens or not. All right, move on to the main event. Ryan Danielson, Kazuchika Okada. Danielson enters the ring to the final countdown. His old music from RH, which was pretty cool. TK spent some money. Yeah, TK spent some money on getting that one. Uh, they asked yeah. him media scrum if they were getting it back. <laughs> Danielson said no. <laughs> they spent too much money <laughs> on just the, the one that play. That was a one-off? It was a one-off. Uh, Okada hit the ring. Lots of money flying from the ceiling. Fake money, obviously. Uh, look, there's a lot of <laughs> trading holds and counters in this one as they beat the tar out of each other. Uh, Okada hit a tombstone on the ramp to turn the tide a little bit. He then hit a flying elbow and Danielson started convulsing, which... The, I've, I've literally written here, what was with the convulsing angle? Uh, so, it was you know, weird. He, he, get, he gets the doctor to come in and check on him, then he pops up and hits the flying knee. But um, it just didn't really work. You know, it was, a, yeah. it was a weak knee. His arm was already hurt. Um, I think it, it was just a weird angle to go down. But, you know, it is what it is. Keep going. It Sorry, was. Sorry to uh, interrupt. That, that's okay. I, I didn't get it either. And I'm not a big fan of it. Um, you know, especially either... especially considering all the injuries that he's had and whatever else and that kind of thing, because he did drop him on the back of his like on the back of his neck onto his leg at one stage as well. Like, yeah, it was a sort of modified neck breaker onto his knee, and that sort of looked dangerous. So it's, it just like wasn't, a, it's a like... it's a little bit too far for me, but you know, I get the idea behind it. Um, you know, eventually Danielson made Okada tap, um, which was a bit of a shock ending. Um, but was, after yeah. after learning of Brian's injury and uh, the, the slightly rushed finish kind of makes a bit of sense. Well, he fought for 10 minutes with a broken arm, apparently. So he did. That's that's saying something. We got the, we got the one arm yes chant because he yeah. couldn't get the other hand up. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. And apparently he came out and said that that wasn't planned or anything. That was just sort of off the cuff and he just did it because the crowd. He was knew injured, he was so. injured. So he did the yes chant to try and get the crowd back into it. Yeah, okay. he, he doesn't like doing it. He didn't. So he was really good in the media scrum as well. And yeah. someone asked, well, you know, did the arm have, you know, changed the finish? And he said, well, look, I'm a magician here and you're asking me how I do my tricks. <laughs> uh, but yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, okay. Makes sense. Uh, so I gave this one a two count. Uh, hampered a little bit by the injury. Uh, I yeah. know they can do better. That's probably where it, where it gets me a little bit, but yeah, two count for me. hundred percent on the same wavelength there. I've got a two count as well. And I have literally written in front of me. We know they can do better and the injury hampered the whole match. So yeah, obviously, you know, run it back, but run it'll be it a while, be a, while uh, yeah. be a little while. Brian will be fighting to get back for, for all in six to eight weeks. They said originally, but now they think it might be a little bit more. So yeah, um, well, it does look like a very clean break. So that can obviously help sometimes yeah so, so we'll see see. We there go. you have it forbidden door Ooh. bloody brilliant pay-per-view uh yeah one of one of uh 
AEW's best, I think, so far. It was, uh, yeah, it, really was, it was pretty good. All right, Benny, yeah, let's, yeah, go. let's move on to Money in the Bank. <laughs> and, this one could be anything. It's great. And look, it's your favourite time of the podcast. Oh, we're still doing that. I thought because it was a double podcast, we weren't doing we're, it. We're still going to hit you up with the quiz, Benny. Uh, but we'll get through it quick. Out of this one. We'll get through it quick. Whose idea was the Money in the Bank match? Look, I'd say Chris Jericho's. It was Chris Jericho and uh, Brian Gewurz. Yep. Well done there. What was the main event in the very first Money in the Bank pay-per-view in 2010? Yeah. 2010. So Edge won the Money in... Oh, no, that was at the WrestleMania one. He won it. The very first It it was not the Money in the Bank ladder match. Right, right. Okay. Well, I'll say... Uh, Edge and Cena. You got one right. It was John Cena against Sheamus in a cage match for the WWE Championship. Saying Cena for any answers around that time always is good. Yeah, good guess. guess. <laughs> it's always money. Uh, hey. Out of this year's combatants, who has been in the most Money in the Bank ladder matches? Uh, well, it's obviously either got to be Ricochet or Shinsuke. Oh, are we talking uh, women, women as well? Women as well. Okay. Um, probably Bailey then. Becky Lynch has been in four. Has she? And won none of them. Yeah, okay. Out of this year's combatants, who is the only one to have won a Money in the Bank match? I'm just looking. Uh, did Bailey win one? No. That would be yeah, Bailey. Yeah. Well done. Money in the Bank 2019. Now, there are only two people to have won the Money in the Bank ladder match twice. Who are they? CM Punk. Or Carmella. Does it count? There you go, Benny. Well done. Ooh. CM Punk and Carmella, the only two to have won the actual match twice, not the uh, briefcase. Yeah. Uh, there are three superstars competing on this year's card who also competed on the very first card in 2010. Who are they? Oh, Roman? No. No? Okay. 2010, Cody? Correct. Cody, okay. 2010. It's a long time ago. Uh it's not going to be those two. It's not going to be those two. Was Trish still around? Seth? No. No? It was, uh, it was the Usos. Oh, of course. Jimmy and Jay Uso. I'm looking for solos. Oh, <laughs> pardon the pun, hey. Now, speaking of the Usos, Roman Reigns has actually previously had a tag match against the Usos at a Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Wow. What year and who was his tag team partner? <laughs> No idea. I'm going to guess 2012 and, oh, it's got to be Seth or, or uh, Mox, doesn't it? It was 2013 and Seth Rollins was the oh, well oh, that was That was pretty close. That was, that pretty, was, close. That was pretty close. Well done. Uh, who had their debut singles match at Money in the Bank 2018? Debut singles match 2018. So we're looking at six years ago, five years ago. Are they on the card this year? They are. 
debut singles match. Uh, let's go with 16. Finn. Ronda Rousey. Uh, she she, she was debut singles match. Yeah, 2018 okay. against Nia Jax. You just think about she came out at Royal Rumble, obviously after the Rumble and all WrestleMania stuff. So yeah, okay. Singles matches, yeah. Yeah, that was a little bit of a trick question there. Uh, who has competed at the most Money in the Bank pay-per-views? Not the actual match, the pay-per-views. The pay-per-views. Uh, they are on this card for this year. Okay. I'll go with Seth. Well done. Seth Rollins has competed at nine Money in the Bank pay-per-views. Bringing up uh, second place is the Usos and Roman Reigns have all competed at seven. There you go, Benny. Pretty well done. Not too bad. Not too bad. Pretty well done. All right, let's get into the card. The Intercontinental Championship match, Gunther and Matt Riddle. Gunther paying $1.10, Riddle $6. This has been an interesting build-up as a, with, with with what's been going on. You know, you have Imperium and you've had KO and Semi and Gunther and Riddle. And it sort of feels like Riddle's just sort of been the bit part and he's had his own little thing going on with himself. So to come out and do what he's done recently, he's got a bit of momentum, but Gunther for me will get over the line in this one pretty in like Riddle will get his licks in, but Gunther's just too good and he's on put, that run. Put your house on this one. Gunther a dollar ten. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Dominic Mysterio, Cody, $1.38, Mysterio, $2.75, which was you know, a little bit closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, this one's interesting, yeah. Yeah. Look, Cody has only lost to Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar since returning. I don't see Dom's name getting added to that list. But, hey, with the heat that Dom's got as a heel at the moment, imagine that. Imagine how much more he'd be hated right now if Dom gets the win over Cody. That is a great suggestion like are, I'm, you, I'm, are you picking dom no gosh no, no gosh no i'm picking cody for the win um but come on like if they really want dom to be the, the ultimate heel of the like of the of the the whole place then get him the win over cody even if it's like you know it's not a clean win and he just gets a sneaky win through something going wrong or whatever else the heat on him would be outrageous absolutely uh, cody. and then and then he could- <laughs> And then he could talk about it forever as well. You know, you think about when, when these heels get these wins, it's just, you know, yeah, it's a win for them, but it's something they can never shut up about for, you know, months at a time. Uh, but we're both going to Cody. Cody. Uh, <laughs> the Women's Tag Team Championship match, Ronda and Shane against Raquel and Liv, Rousey and Baszler paying $1.20, Morgan and Rodriguez $4. Rousey and Baszler, they've only just won and unified the tag titles. I see them running through the tag division for a while, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Uh, so Rousey and Baszler for me. Yeah, pretty easy one as well. I thought for a, a split second we might get a Raquel and uh, a Liv, but Ronda and Shayna, easily for me. The World Heavyweight Championship match, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. Rollins, $1.23, Balor, $3.70. Seth ain't losing this title this early on. It's going to be a barnstorming match. We know that. As long as both guys get through it and they don't try and do too much silly stuff and get themselves injured during the match, um, this could be match to the like the whole card. Yeah. But I think Seth's going to win. Look, I, I wanted to say Bala so bad. I, I thought, look, 
you know, this could really shake everything up. His last big match, he lost to Edge at WrestleMania. You know, it's going to be hard to make him look strong in a loss. Uh, but look, Rollins, Rollins has only just gotten the belt. He's been too good with it. So, yeah, Rollins for me as well. Yeah. Obviously, it's the it's a rematch of that first ever Universal title match. Um, and we know they can put on good matches. So, yeah, it's going to be great. But Seth for me, yeah. The women's money in the bank letter match. Vega, Lynch, Stark, Bailey, Sky, and Stratus. Now, odds are I've got EO Sky, the favorite, at $1.91. Then Trish Stratus at $2.40. Becky Lynch at $5.50. Zelina Vega, $8.50. Bailey, $10. Stark, $15. And then any other wrestler, $11. Well, this is what I was going to say. There's only six in the match. So do you think we're going to get some more people in it before the end? We may do. I mean, yeah, that's, I guess, why they put it there. Um, but there isn't, you know, there's a couple of other bets you can do. So there's EO Sky against the field. Uh, yeah. Sky, $1.91. The field, $1.80. Uh, first to touch the brief, briefcase. Favorites are Lynch and Vega at $3. Um, I don't mind Vega. Vega to get a quick little run up the ladders. That's not a bad bet. Now, I'm, I'm taking Becky Lynch in this one. Are you? Becky Lynch at $5.50. She's been in four. She's never won one. Um, the two people who could screw her out of it are both in the match already. Well, yeah. um, so I'm, I'm jumping on it. Look, Trish holding the briefcase for an extended period could be fun, but she doesn't need it. Um, you know, the obvious thing is, is Sky winning and us getting maybe a cool EO and Asuka feud. Uh, but yeah, big time backs for me, $5.50. Look, I don't mind it. I just think don't think Becky needs it. Um, I think the whole stuff, like Zoe Stark's not going to win it, obviously. She's too fresh. They could throw a cat among the pigeons, but I can't imagine it. Don't think Bailey needs it. Zelina's already had a like, little run. Uh, so I think EO, I think the money is going to be where it is. EO's going to win, but it's going to be the first female unsuccessful cash in. Ah, there you go. That's what's going to happen. Just quietly, before all the combatants were announced, there was, uh, you know, a there was odds for who was going to win money in the bank. I put $20 on Zelina Vega at $41 uh, a few weeks ago. So uh, when she won her qualifying match, I was very excited. Uh, let's so let's I, go, Zelina. Don't worry about anybody I, else. I, gamble I responsibly, be, folks. Gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly. I will be rooting for her for sure. The men's money in the bank ladder match. Ricochet, Nakamura, Knight, Escobar, Butch, Priest, and Logan Paul. Favorite is not LA Knight at $1.45. Logan Paul three fifty, Damian Priest four thirty three, Nakamura eleven dollars, Ricochet nineteen, Butch and Escobar twenty one, and then any other wrestler fifteen dollars. LA Knight versus the Field Knight a dollar forty five, the Field two seventy. Wow! Uh, and first to touch the briefcase favorite is Ricochet at three fifty. I'd put money on Logan first to touch the briefcase. Personally, that's what I'm thinking. Um, Again, what have we got in this match? Seven guys? We do. Get an eighth in there. You know, aren't we in the United Kingdom? Where's Drew McIntyre? Oh, Betty. I'm just throwing stuff out there. $15 for any other wrestler. There you go. Drew, I'm not saying he's going to win. I just feel like there's going to be another person in the match, and Drew is my man to be jumping in the match. Um, I look, I, I want LA Knight to win badly. Uh, I just don't know whether. Crowd's too behind him. Is WWE going to do it? Uh, Logan with the briefcase. Look, you can see it happening, but do we really want it? 
I don't know. Because he's only a part-timer anyway. Obviously, Brock had it when he was a part-timer, but Brock's Brock. Yeah. Logan won't shut up his mouth about it. We all know that. Well, LA Knight won't shut up his mouth about it either. Um, it's going to be a really fun match with who's in it, but I'm going to go with LA Knight. Yeah. LA Knight. Yeah, look, the only ones I could see winning this are Knight, uh, Logan Paul, and Damian Priest. Uh, look, Priest, Priest could be also a good one because it could put that rift in the judgment day. He could. Look, Paul doesn't need the briefcase to get title matches. He just had one that reigns. He just had a match with Rollins at Mania. So, you know, he doesn't really need to go at those guys again. So he's out for me. Priest just had a shot at Rollins title too. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the favorite LA Knight as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Civil War. Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa against the Usos. Reigns and Sokoa, $1.53. The Usos, $2.37. Uh, look, for me, Sokoa took the L in the, the tag title match at Night of Champions. I don't see that happening again. Reigns and Solo for the win in controversial fashion. Wow. I'm complete opposite. Roman Reigns is going to take the pin. First pin he's taken in a very long time. Since Baron Corbin, I think, was the last person to pin him. Uh, and I'm going the Usos to get the big victory and Roma to take the pin. Well, I believe there's a $2 market out there for the next person to pin Roman Reigns, and Jay Uso is the favorite at $2. Well, so. whoever gets the pin will get a title shot against him, um, and I think it has to be main event, Jay. But I don't care which one it is. Usos for the victory. Here we go. Jay Uso, Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Just doesn't really sell, does it? I don't know. They could build it up more. I'm sure they could sell it. All right, there you have it. That is our Money in the Bank predictions. Time to get into the draft. We're going to draft our dream eight-man Money in the Bank ladder match. Anyone who's wrestled uh, for WWE or WWF uh, in the history, and they cannot have been in a Money in the Bank ladder match before. So those are the caveats for our dream match. Uh, Benny, you have first pick. Now, look, I, I, we already talked about this. I don't know how many names or current names are going to be going on this because uh, everybody gets a chance these days. So there's going to be a few older names I think we're going to hear. But my number one pick is going to be a Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero. Great pick. Latino he was, Heat. He was uh, in my top couple of picks there. Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Well, I'm going to take Shawn Michaels. Well, of course you are. It was, it's a homer pick, but... <laughs> Look, we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. He was he was in my top three. Um, well, to counter your HBK, well, I'm going to go back to that first ever pay-per-view ladder match, and I'm going to go the bad guy, Reza Ramon. Reza Ramon. Oh, now, it's, right. a, it's, a, it's a left field pick, I know, but you think ladder matches, that's the first match that comes to your head. That's true. And all these guys are in their prime in this in this. Yeah, yeah, match. we're thinking in their prime. So we're talking Reza Ramon. We're not talking Scott Hall. We're talking Reza Ramon. The all bad right. guy. That is a great pick. Uh, I'm going to take Kurt Angle. Yeah. With, uh, with my next pick, I think he could do some amazing things in a multi-person ladder match. Uh, Kurt Angle for me. All right, great pick, great pick. Imagine doing him like a someone's holding on to the briefcase and he just does the angle slam off the top of a ladder or something. It'll be brilliant. Um, oh, this one here, I'm going to take it. It's a heart. 
but it's Owen Hart. He was on my list as well. Probably Owen the, Hart. Definitely more of a high flyer, I think, than uh, than Brett. Yeah. Uh, so Owen, Owen, great pick. Great pick. He was going to be one of the, my next two. Um, so I need a guy to take a big bump. And who oh, I know better, who it is. I know who, who it is. Who better on my list. to take a giant bump than Mankind slash Mick Foley? Yeah. Uh, he's going off a giant ladder. I love it. I love it. This is a great matchup so far. Literally the top five. Wait, what do we got? One, two, three, four, five off the list are on my top five. So there you go. What do we got? One left. I've got one left, have I? One left. This is a tough one for me because I've got a few names here. But I'm thinking about a giant ladder. You know those really big giant ladders? I and do. I'm thinking about someone going to the top of it and just dropping a massive elbow. And I'm going the macho man, Randy Savage. Randy Savage. I did put him on my list as well. Great call there. Yeah, macho, macho man, man elbow off a giant ladder. All right. Rubik um, Foley on a table. Last pick here. Um, oh, this is tough. I've got a lot of it's between two people for me. And now I'm I'm thinking whether I go, you know, one of the bigger names that's ever been in the business, you know they're gonna put on an amazing ladder match, super entertaining. Or do I do I go the other way and think this guy is probably not gonna be able to climb the ladder? Uh, but to see him try might be interesting. A big man. Uh, um, I'm I'm really torn with this one. Well, you can tell us who you're tossing up, mate, because it's the really last torn. pick. It's the last pick, so. Okay, so it's between The Rock and Andre the Giant. I like it. I like it. I've got them both on my list. Um, <laughs> I, as fun it was as it would be to see Andre try and climb a ladder, um, there has been matches where the big show's been in ladder matches, and I've gone, no, I'm not a fan of this. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to take the entertaining factor. I'm going to take The Rock. Yeah, nice. With Jeez, my last be, pick. It'd be some sort of match, wouldn't it? It will be. All right. So we have our eight-man Money in the Bank ladder match. Eddie Guerrero, Razor Ramon, Owen Hart, Randy Savage, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, Mankind, and The Rock. Benny, who wins? Okay, look, there's, there's obviously a case for everybody here. Now, I'm just looking at HBK's had the title before. Mankind's had the title before. The Rock's had the title before. Macho Man's had the title before. It's got to be somebody, you know, who's going to be able to go on to bigger things when they cash it in. And I think it's only fair and fitting that the one person who never got a chance to do that, I think Owen Hart has to get the get, get the case and go on with his just heelish persona and go on to fight for the title. That is a brilliant pick. Absolutely brilliant. Now, I'm going to go on that same kind of tact. My match is happening in Canada. Yeah. The fans are behind Owen Hart. Eddie Guerrero, oh. your number one pick, is going to steal it away. He lies, he cheats, he steals. He lies, he cheats, he steals. He's going to steal that title, that title opportunity away from Owen Hart. Eddie Guerrero to win this match. Oh, what a great match that would be. Oh, well, 
folks, tell us who you want. They're our two picks. Who, you know, how would you book it? How would you book this match? But, but mind you, they're both my picks, guys. So I win. I win the draft. There you go. You Thank win. you. No matter what. Who who else did you have on your list, Benny? Uh, look, I had Triple H. I had X Pac. Um, I had Flying Brian Pillman up there. He would have been interesting. Um, I had Adam Cole, baby, just because I love him. As um, did I. Yeah, and look, I chucked in Bret Hart as well, just just as a homer pick. I chucked in Bret because you could have that whole Bret Nolan sort of thing going on in it. So, and HBK was obviously Bret. So, there's a bit of fun there. Who else is on yours? Now, I, I was thinking along these lines of I, I picked Mick Foley to take the big bump, but Shane McMahon was also on my list to take a big bump. Yeah. Um, Andre, as I mentioned, Carmelo Hayes would have been an interesting one. Bit of fresh Um, talent in there. Bit of fresh talent. Melo, don't miss. Billy Kidman. Yeah, he, he, I did, I I had him and I took him off. He's he's flying off a ladder somewhere. And then, you know, it's kind of hard to go past having Steve, not having Steve Austin in a match, but uh, he could be the referee. How about that? There you go. Special guest referee, (laughs) Steve Austin. All right, that is our. Let us know. Let us know. That is our dream money in the bank match with people who've never been in the match before. Uh, So good. I want to watch it right now. I want to go create (laughs) it on on the PlayStation game right now. There we go. That is our show for this week. Uh, We'll be back next week uh, where we're going to recap money in the bank. Thanks for joining us, Benny. Thanks, buddy. It's been a pleasure as always. Everyone enjoy their early morning wake up at 5 a.m. Sunday morning for money in the bank. And we'll see you again next time on the Three Count Podcast. Whoa!